So thank you for joining us on the Xamarin podcast. So I'm joined today by two great colleagues of mine uh, who work, uh, well, Dominic, you work on the profiler, I believe, and Dean, you're on Android, yeah. is that right? I'm on the Android team, yeah. That is correct. Whoa, look at that, I got yeah. it right. But in your spare time, you also help out on the Mono Game project. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm mainly, I've t- had to take a back seat uh, because I've got too many things on the go at the moment. So I'm mainly um, part of the community, if you like, effort. So I, I handle the at Monogame team Twitter account. Uh, but Dean's uh, a little bit more involved and can give you a bit more information. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Dom's Mr. PR, basically. <laughs> okay. Public relations. Uh, and what are you doing? Uh, I'm, I've... Well, I originally started on doing the Android stuff, but I also do a bit of Mac. Um, I'm the one responsible for the Mac installer and the content pipeline integration with Xamarin Studio and various other bits and pieces. I do a lot of little jobs, but they're all quite important. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Xamarin this week just announced that uh, C-sharp developers who have built games using XNA uh, are eligible to get a free subscription for Xamarin iOS and Xamarin Android, which includes Visual Studio support, if you republish that XNA game onto uh, onto Android or iOS using Xamarin, um, which is pretty exciting because you know there's going to be a whole load of developers out there that have built their their app or their games using XNA, which was uh, the Microsoft gaming technology. And, you know, as far as I'm aware, and guys, you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, because uh, I'm really no gaming expert, but Microsoft basically killed XNA. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, basically basically it. Uh, it, was, it was one of their best bits of technology, uh, one of the nicest APIs they ever put together. And uh, over uh, a few years ago, they, they decided to not support it anymore. So that kind of left all the the developers that have been building apps with or games with X and A, you know, unable to to add any new features and you know get support for it. So you guys work uh, or contribute to Mono Game, which is a re implementation of X and A, right? Yeah, that's uh, basically it. It was initially um, an iOS only implementation, which was started by a guy called uh, Jose. Um, Brazilian, I think he, he was, um, and I joined the project uh, because I wanted to know what, you know, what all the fuss was about with regards to iOS apps because they were just starting to take off. Um, I had a look at Objective C, didn't like it. Uh, I already knew some C sharp, so found this, uh, and I and I already also already knew uh, some XNA, so I found this project um, which was called XNA Touch back then, um, and, um, and started helping him out. And eventually he sort of moved on to doing other gaming stuff and I sort of took over the project a little bit um, and uh, tried to get the iOS port finished, uh, for, mainly for my own game. Um, it was just a, a very small game just to learn how the whole iOS publishing process worked. Uh, it was actually was that console it, wars. It was. It was indeed. It was console wars, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is it still in the app store? <laughs> it, it is, um, but um, it's not been updated in like four years or something like that. Oh. So um, it, it, I'm I'm thinking about creating a new version now that the new generation of consoles is out and see if, if it gets some traction. But um, but yeah, yeah. It, it was it was learning. Uh, 
putting together console walls that I that I helped out with uh, XMA Touch. So after I, I took it over, and um, uh, we eventually uh, decided that uh, we started getting a lot of community feedback and decided that we needed to add stuff like Android. And I've, I've been in contact with Dean over the years and uh, we used to do a lot of Delphi stuff together and uh, asked him if he, if he wanted to help out on the Android project and, and, he, and he said, yeah. And so... Yeah, uh, and little did I know how much of my time it would suck out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You've alluded to the fact that it had, you know, it, it started off as iOS. Um, well, originally the Microsoft technology was just for Windows and you guys created it for iOS and then Dean came on board for Android. But when I look at the list of supported platforms, this is really a cross-platform gaming solution. You've got PS4 on there and even the Apple TV. So this is, this is you know, way more yeah. awesome than just iOS on its own. Um, so is it a is it kind of like a one for one? You know how Mono re-implemented .NET, um, so I can use exactly the same APIs, or do I have to take into consideration the platform underneath? Well, for the, for the most part, you can um, we've mapped directly to the XNA APIs. Uh, as far as I'm as far as we last checked, we're I'm probably 99% compatible across the world. Probably 100%. They might get a few few issues here and there uh, mostly around shaders but the actual apis themselves are identical um and you can uh, and because of that if you if you design your app right if you stick everything in the shared project or a pcl because we can we can do pcls as well you can share all share all of your game code across all of those platforms um, and you end up just doing very little little uh, platform specific bits if you're going to do leaderboards and achievements and stuff like that but your actual rendering and your sound and your music and all that kind of stuff you can share that across across all the platforms which is which is quite good it's taken a good five or six years for us to get there but uh, we're there now so um so all those people that you mentioned earlier that have got those x and a games um on xbox live yeah uh they could take their source code um port it over to mono game and for the most part they, they shouldn't really get too many issues you know recompile all your assets and shaders and stuff uh using the mono game content pipeline um and then just handle those little platform-specific things that you need to do, um, like uh, leaderboards and... So the barrier for entry for existing X and A developers that you know may have thought that their code base was now you know redundant and they couldn't use it elsewhere, the barrier for entry to come to these new platforms is actually extremely low. In in some cases, they're not going to have to write any new code. It's literally just change some configuration options and and rebuild. Is that right? Well, the way it works is you have to create a, a new new project for that particular platform. So if I want to target iOS, I need to create an iOS project. Um, but then you can you can stick all your all your game code in a PCL or a shared library, yeah. or just link it to the new project, uh, and then add the mono game. You, you have the mono game references for the automatically added for the mono game iOS project, and you just kind of compile. After that, because we've okay. mapped Monogame hasn't got a new namespace. We've kept the Microsoft namespaces, so everything's ah. where it should be. So, uh, for example, Mono, uh, XNA had a Microsoft uh, 
XNA framework namespace, which had, say, the game class in it and a few other bits and pieces, like vectors and um, matrices and all that kind of stuff. And Monogame maps that exactly. So, yeah, th there shouldn't really be any code changes. So it's a little bit like how Xamarin Forms works in that, you know, you've got the, the portable class library with all of your, your code, and then you've got the platform-specific projects, which are really just calling into that portable class library in order to get things started. Exactly. Um, that's what I was going to say, um, actually, as well. Um, it is, if you're already familiar with, with how uh, cross-platform Xamarin projects work, then you'll be very familiar with how to put together something like a monogame project. Uh, project that will uh, target several platforms uh, so the pa the uh, paradigm no the way of working is the same <laughs> there we go as I, as I said before i know so little about gaming i own uh, an xbox one boom, and boom, i've yet his, to complete i know i know i do you know i had a ps3 and i loved the uh, the uncharted series and I, I seen that a new Uncharted like game it. is going to come out in 2016, and that may be the catalyst for me going out and buying a PS4. It's the last, it's the last um, one. It's the last one in the Uncharted series. Uncharted is so. good. Is yeah. it really? Mm, oh no! It's such a good series. I've never actually played Uncharted because I've never had a PS3, but um, I have seen the the full length movies that people have put together from the game. <laughs> <laughs> on youtube it's awesome <laughs> i always describe it as uh, an interactive movie um, yeah and it's an interactive movie that the last game took me a year to complete which should kind of qualify for you just how bad at gaming <laughs> i am i'm truly <laughs> truly terrible <laughs> at it um, hey i wouldn't worry about it i'm i still haven't completed the original tomb raider i've got a floppy <laughs> disk somewhere which has my save game on it is that the one with the tiger in the water where you've got to swim under no i'm talking about the original oh that's gonna be way too old school for me yeah this you know this is this is pre-consoles this is pre-ps1 <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't think there was a pre-PS1. I thought it existed forever. If, if you're into really good games from PS3, do play Last of Us. That's uh, outstanding storytelling and and game altogether. It's by the same publisher, isn't it? it it's, it's by the same devs, yeah. Naughty Dog, which, which yeah, they, they just uh, have another way of working that adds polish to standard genres like no other company, really. Oddly enough, they have they have a video of that as well. <laughs> Do they? Well, maybe I should yeah. watch the video uh, and then decide about the PS4. Let's say I want to build a game and I want to target iOS, Android, OS X. Maybe I want to target Linux. Probably not. Um, and, you know, some of the consoles, so like the PS4 and maybe the Xbox One. Does does Monogame allow me to do that? Kind of. Um, well, it, dep it depends. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah. With the advent of Windows 10, yeah, and if you're an yeah, Xbox um, One user, you should have got your update which has Windows 10 on it now, and I have on mine I as well. Have, yeah. um, with Windows 10, monogame apps that are written with the Windows 10 universal app project type will run on Windows 10, all Windows 10 devices. Including my Xbox. Including your Xbox. Now, the, only, the only drawback there is your game, if you publish uh, onto the Windows 10 store, your game will appear in the apps section of the, of the Xbox Hmm. Um, yeah, it might be worth. It won't appear in the game section. It might be worth uh, uh, explaining, since uh, you know we'll have a few tech people, how the uh, Microsoft operating system on the Xbox works. It actually has three operating systems. Uh, one, uh, which is essentially uh, a switch 
which allow with the first operating system, which allows you to switch between the app partition and the game partition. So uh, when you launch an app, essentially in this case with the Windows 10, it'll launch the Windows 10 monogame as an app. And so that will run on the app partition. So you don't have full access to all the resources. So proper quote unquote C++ type games run on the game partition. So they have a lot more access, a lot more CPU, etc., that they can uh, draw upon to get better graphics and, and the like. So that that's, that's just so it's clear that at the moment um, the monogame for Windows 10 will run on the app partition. But uh, we have been speaking with Microsoft for a long time. Oh, I say we, even though I'm, I'm, I'm not as involved on the project anymore as, uh, as I used to be. Um, but the team has been speaking to Microsoft um, to try and get it onto the game partition so that they are fully-fledged games. Yeah. So, so if, uh, you know, let's say I, I went and chose competing technology like Unity instead, would that still have the same limiting factor on the Xbox? Uh, I don't think so. Unity, I think, supports Windows 10 and the game partition now because they, they do things slightly differently. Um, some What they used to do, they used to run mono everywhere under the hood, right. which is quite cool. But they've got the, a new kind of system that compiles the the, the C sharp stuff down into C plus plus. What? Uh, they've u- they've used that in a few. Uh, I can't remember which platforms they've used that on, but I highly suspect that if you if you write a Unity game for Windows ten, it's going to compile it down into C plus plus and then deploy it to the to the th- to the um, game partition uh, to the the game partition. So, uh, if you wrote Unity, you could target all all the major consoles and desktops and all that kind of stuff. But um, they do some they do some weird stuff with C++. What 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 would be the key, you know, selling point for why why would I want to use Monogame over, you know, a a, a more marketized cuz let's let's be honest, Unity's marketing department do a very good job as as pushing it as a the gaming cross-platform gaming solution for indie developers. Why would I as a developer say no to Unity and yes to Monogame? Um I would um, I've always said that it's all about the level of control that you want. Um, if you're happy to use somebody else's game engine and let them uh, decide the best way of implementing something and you're happy with a drag-and-drop interface, um, and there's no doubt Unity has its place and uh, for putting together quick prototypes of things, it's, it's ideal. But if you're the type of developer who likes full control and wants to know exactly what your code is doing uh, from beginning to end, then you choose Monogame. And on top of that, um, you've got full access to the source code. So uh, if, if there's an issue, you can always uh, you know, send a pull request or fix it yourself, and, and, uh, and you don't have to wait around waiting for the guys at Unity to, to fix it for you. Or you can ask somebody from the community. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of options there. Yeah, I mean, the other thing from my point of view, has good points that Dom raised, is... Um, I don't know if, if anyone has played a lot of Unity or Unreal Engine games a lot recently. You probably have. They all kind of look the same. I don't I don't know what it is, but they, they you can tell just by looking at it. They do. That's they a do. Unity game. Okay. That's an Unreal game. 
because because you're using someone else's engine you're kind of tied into you, there's temptation to use their assets and their shaders and all that kind of stuff whereas as going from the ground up while it's harder you get uh, a massive amount of customization and you can make things look the way you want to look i mean looking at some of the games that we've got things like transistor um skulls of the shogun Tasmanian Tiger and Influent Flight, these are all completely different games. They they don't look the same. That's so true. As if they've been, you know, just dragged and dropped and put together. Um but Unity has its place. It, it's it's a big powerhouse, it's a massive player in the indie gaming market. Um but there are lots of other open source alternatives. I mean Mono Games is not the only one yeah. um that's available. But uh but yes, it's per from my personal preference, the open source part of it is the main thing. I've I've tried using Unity before and I get stuck. It's like, okay, how do I do that? And then next thing you know, you hit a wall, you've, you've hit a roadblock. And it's like, well, I can't fix it. I don't know how to work around it. I'm going to have to redesign my game around that issue. Whereas if you're building it from the ground up using uh, even OpenGL or DirectX, you, you can you make those decisions. It's like, they may be bad ones. They may be good ones. You don't know <laughs> until the project's ended. But, you know, you, you, you get full control. Um, I think that's that's underestimated these days. Uh, that seems like a really valid point. And it's interesting that you say that you can instantly tell a game that's been developed with Unity or, or Unreal. Because I'm the same with apps. When someone shows me an app, I can almost instantly detect if it's, you know, a hybrid uh, or a native app, or or if it's a Xamarin Forms app or a traditional app, um, you know when when you spend a lot of time looking at these type of things, it's very obvious to you straight away, you know what technology has been used to build them, um, and and that's never going to deliver you know a, an amazing app if or, or game if people are able to tell straight away that you've you you know kind of not cheated yeah, but definitely you've cut corners a little bit to to ship something. Um, so we we uh, we have Apple TV support for MonoGame, and this is something that I've mentioned it to you guys a, a, a fair bit now. But this is something I'm very excited about. Um, do we have anything shipped on the store that I can go and play with on my Apple TV? Uh, not that I know of yet, because oh. I, do, I do know a guy that's actually working on two games at the moment. Apple TV support was merged into MonoGame two days ago. Part of the press. <laughs> Okay, basically, so it's really cutting it's, edge. This is really cutting edge. Well, it, even Xamarin support yeah. for TVOS is 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 so it's in preview at the moment. Uh, so Monogame actually, we can't even provide you with pre-built binaries at this time because the build servers on Monogame uh, haven't been upgraded. <laughs> to uh, we can't okay. do that until we hit until the TVOS support hits stable. I think. But um, right. but yeah, this is it's cutting edge stuff. But I do know there is a guy I can't remember his name, but he is working on two games, uh, one of which I think might have gone uh, through the through the verification process with Apple. One of which did get rejected for some reason, but it wasn't because of anything Mono Game was doing. It was it was something else. But um, but yeah, that yeah. was that was an interesting interesting port that one because it works slightly differently Tonight. from other platforms. <laughs> And if I remember correctly, when they did the Apple uh, TV announcement and Apple were on stage and they mentioned a game, that game was built using Monogame. Is that right? It was indeed, Transistor. So that was Apple actually on stage, you know, demoing and, and showcasing how wonderful the new Apple TV was with a Monogame app. Did they contact you? Were they like, guys, we need this, we need to demo this, we, we need to get support, or was it all top secret until 
until they were on stage. Well, to be fair, um, the transit, the, the guys at Supergiant Games have uh, a port of Mono game that's that's a bit old. It's probably a few years old now because they, they took the fork and they developed Bastion and they did a lot of custom stuff to it. So they've customized the engine, which is one of the beauties of, of it being open source, obviously. They've made tweaks and changes. So I believe that they did their port themselves to TVOS, but they couldn't really contribute that back because of the, they've diverged so much, I'd imagine. But um, I, I didn't yeah, actually know right. they were going to be on stage or <laughs> we didn't hear from them. They yeah, must have done so that in-house. <laughs> Supergiant are essentially um, 3.x XNA compatible. Their their uh, mono game and, and engine are built on uh, XNA 3. I think 3.5, while mono game itself is XNA 4.0 uh, with extra bits. Okay, so they're on a slightly different version, but it's still you know there's still a lot of your code, well both of your code running. Uh running these awesome games yes that you must get a real sense of pride yeah. from that absolutely big buzz uh, it is it is amazing <laughs> i mean if you had a, if, you, if you had a look at the um the uh game video that we released last year and to think that you know a lot of you know a lot of these like triple a games uh using using monogame uh yeah it is fantastic to have been part of that over the years Moving off mono game, and we should probably briefly talk about the other other gaming engines uh, that are available. What kind of experience do you guys have? Well, there, there are other gaming engines. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> apparently so. Um, well, I know we just announced bindings to uh, a, another game engine, which targets iOS, Android, TVOS, Mac, Windows. You know, run basically runs everywhere. Um, and w I think we we put some documentation up for that and uh, through through the mm -hmm. package up into That's Uru, you get Uru for people yeah. to download. Uh, oh, so. how do you pronounce it actually? Uru, yeah. Oh, Uru. It, I thought it was pronounced Erho. 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 Well, my Mac Erho my Mac said it was Erho, but Uho also. It's one of those weird names. It, it seems popular right now to develop a name that no one can pronounce. Yeah, I, I like. <laughs> because it sounds like wahoo but you know <laughs> so erho sharp is uh, a new game engine binding uh which allows c sharp and f sharp developers to target almost all of the platforms that monogame can apart from linux i think and it says windows but now windows runs everywhere so i'm always you know what, what version of windows is this going to run on um, but we, we uh, put some documentation for that online um and I'm not sure what this is built on top of. Um, um, my, underst my understanding is under the hood, it's all C++, and we're providing C-sharp uh, access to be able to ah. script it. Um, that is 100% correct. I, I, was, I was chatting with uh, Miguel about this earlier in the year when he was doing the original port. So the, the underlying engine is C++ that's been ported to various platforms, and then Xamarin's provided the bindings on top of that. So is this kind of taking some of the work that we did for our Unreal bindings, where we took the uh, the ability to throw in just a, a C++ header files and for it to do its magic? I'm, I'm guessing uh, so, I... but we, prob we probably don't can't say that publicly. The Unreal part, because I don't think that ever came out. Yeah, well, we, we released it uh, oh, well, as true. open oh, source. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, maybe we can. So, all right, yeah. We'll, we'll leave that yeah. in. We'll leave yeah, it all right. in. Well, no. uh, 
that, that it's probably used CPP Sharp, which is that that's the open source uh, C plus yeah. C Sharp binding generator, isn't it? I should uh, I should throw that at Qt and see what it does. That'd be quite fun. One of the interesting things about Erho is, um, unlike Monogame, Mono Monogame doesn't provide anything for you other than very low-level stuff. So you can draw sprites, you can do sound and stuff and vector maths. Whereas Erho has a whole scene management system. So you can create scenes and, and, and add items to the scene and move stuff. So it's, it's more of a... It's a game engine rather than a framework, yeah. so yeah, there's a subtle yeah, I mean, difference between the two. It might be, there's it might be worth stuff mentioning. Provided. Like, there's there's stuff for oh, handling okay. cameras and all that kind of stuff, and they've even got a, a, a an oc tree implementation, which is quite cool, which allows you to split up your 3D scene um, into bits, so you only render what you need to, which is quite nice. So it's uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of more. I think there's probably more some more advanced yeah, features. Out of the box with a uh, sharp, um, so you know that's just one of the things. It, it all depends on what you're after. Wow, I guess <laughs> looks pretty cool though. Yeah, I, I was just also also going to mention that uh, obviously Cocos Sharp is uh, another one of our Xamarin amazing Xamarin products, being the Xamarin fanboy that I am, uh, which uh, incidentally runs on top of Monogame. So um, so under the hood, um, it's added a layer to make things like scene management, transitions, etc., a lot easier than if you wanted to get your hands deep and dirty inside Monogame. So um, Cocos Sharp is, is a good thing for, two, for 2D games in that respect. So is that kind of like the, the side-scrolly Mario kind of old school, I've got a Game Boy game? Yeah, well, very similar. I mean, the retro is, is very much on consoles and, and everything else, even though it's that retro look, but there's a lot of people using that 16-bit, 8-bit type look, but but giving it, using all the, all the uh, CPU, GPU power you have today. Yeah. I, I saw an interesting side-scroller game from uh, one of the, well, it's actually the founder of Real Max Software. It's called Nearly Impossible. Uh, and I thought that was quite a nice little uh, game. I think that's probably built, uh, probably using metal or something. I have no idea. As I say, no idea about gaming. But uh, he's an Objective C deve uh, developer, and uh, it's a pretty nice example of a retro game that is very modern. Well, I think I think um, Coco Sharp is is. Am I right in saying that's a re-implementation of the Objective C Cocos 2D API? That's right, isn't it? That's my understanding as well. Yeah, so yeah. in theory, if you're a Cocos 2D developer or a Cocos 3D developer um, uh, and you wanted to take a break from you know, Objective-C and all the headaches associated with it, then you could um, move over to C-sharp and, and port your game to that. And, you, and you'd get the... Yeah, exactly. And you'd get the free license if you've already released that game uh, or a game. Uh... Oh, so that's very interesting. So you, you can take that Coco's 2D game that you've built with Objective-C or let's say Swift, port it to C-sharp yes. with Monogame, and now I can run it on all of the, the platforms that we mentioned earlier. Indeedy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You obviously have to change all the code. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd you? have to rewrite the, it. The APIs, yeah, the APIs are very similar. Yeah. You know. And I'm not entirely sure if this is true, but I think I've heard a rumor that if you go from Objective-C to C-sharp or F-sharp, if you've got gray hair, it, you get the color back. 
<laughs> I'm not entirely sure if that's true, I, though. I've but... been trying. Actually, it doesn't, it you know, doesn't I actually tweeted uh, <laughs> from the Monogame account. Uh, not Well, I retweeted uh, somebody posted a message saying that they'd moved their game from Objective-C to, to C-Sharp and Monogame, and, uh, and they were very happy with uh, the, the results, really. Um, I wish I had it here so I could uh, show it to you, but, uh, yeah, uh, it should be on a retweet. We can uh, we we can dig that out and put it in the show notes. Um, so on top of that, there's some other game engines that we've mentioned on on the blog, such as Wave Engine. Now, Dominic, you said you were with the developers of Gate, uh, Wave Engine just uh, last no, week. No, a, f- a few weeks ago. Um, in, a few uh, weeks ago. Yeah, they. Well, I wasn't exactly with them. I was in their offices because uh, the the profiler team were having a, a mini summit in Bilbao. Uh, and and they they uh. let us use their office for, uh, for for a couple of days because the the Wi-Fi in the in the apartment was absolute um, pants to put it politely. So so yeah so we went in there and, and uh, spent spent some time with them. Um, they're they're also a Xamarin customer as well. And uh, yeah so Wave Engine is essentially a a full game engine that's written in C sharp that's cross platform uh, etc. So. It seems to be seems to have a, uh, also has a built-in editor, so it's uh, Unity-like. Um, I've not used it myself, but from what I hear, it's it's Unity-like, um, and there are quite a few games already be, uh, written in. And, and is this like the other approaches where it's built on top of Monogame, or is this something that they've built from scratch? Um, I believe that it's it's using Monogame uh, under the hood. Um, I think I saw that somewhere. I don't have an exact link to it, but I'll uh, I'll look that up and see if I can confirm that. I th- I think I I, th- I suspect they might have abstracted out their their lower platform APIs so they can run on top of a bunch of different stuff. If I remember rightly, mm, possibly. Possibly. But I mean, it does look good. This this looks like a like a challenge of the Unity. Actually, this looks pretty nice looking engine yeah and, and looking at the uh the editor that looks very unity-esque um i, I mean i don't profess to be an, an expert with unity but i have certainly played with their their tools and with their yeah. demos uh and this is looking very similar Maybe. but it, it looks like it's using modern.net um which is you know giving you all the beautifulness of, of async away yeah that's one of the, that's one of the downsides of, of unity isn't it you're kind of still stuck with c-sharp too <laughs> yeah which is uh you know i love c-sharp but when you're going that old school i'm like Ugh. yeah i had a similar experience i had to do a windows mobile app a mm. while back and going from c-sharp five i think it was at the time four or five back to c-sharp two it was was painful yeah. it was it was horrible. I, I still have nightmares about it. Oh, I can imagine. And that's as much as I'm going to say. <laughs> so, so then on top of that, we've, we've got one last game engine to talk about. And then, and then we, I think that we've covered most of the game engines for .NET developers. So that's uh, Zenco? Never heard of it. I've got no idea where Piers pulled this one from. <laughs> yeah, I've personally not heard of it until... Yeah, I'm... Uh, the blog post so okay I, I i can't give any insights into it whatsoever unfortunately so dominic's our expert <laughs> uh, so dean do you know anything about uh, Zenko? i'm looking through their code right now so <laughs> perfect so uh today i'll be the expert on zenco uh well i'm, I'm looking through their about page 
Um, I've got to say that their website looks pretty nice in terms of the uh, the assets that they've drawn, or the 3D models. They look they look lovely. Um, so I'm going to guess that this is also built on top of Mono Game because it says that it supports uh, Android and iOS, and then it supports uh, Windows on the desktop, and it says that it supports PlayStation 4 and other consoles coming soon. So it's kind of got very very similar uh, platforms that it's targeting to. Uh, to monogame and it says that you can leverage xamarin um, so just to give you an idea of the platforms that this will target right now that's uh, windows desktops windows store windows 10 universal windows phone because there just aren't enough windows platforms uh, android devices and ios devices uh, and it, it looks it looks like a, again another unity kind of competitor um, but with modern c sharp uh, it's got visual studio integration um look it looks pretty nice um and as as i said because it's modern c sharp you still get all the beautifulness of async uh which is something those unity developers uh well they probably don't know what they're missing if they've only ever used unity um but when they use you know, a modern version of c sharp they'll uh they'll be hating the fact that they don't have that i've just had a look at all their dependencies and they're not using mono game by the looks of things, but they what ah. they've done by the looks of things is they are building on top of SDL, believe it or not, and uh, OpenTK by the looks of things, and possibly DirectX. So uh, they they've gone a lower level than normal. So you, even with Xamarin stuff, you don't have to go with MonoGame or Coco Sharp. You can actually talk to OpenGL or DirectX directly. If you want, I know Xamarin provide bindings for iOS and Android for that. So if you want to go mm. and just talk to the graphics hardware directly, that's available to you. And I think that's what these guys have done. Um, or they're using, or they're making use of the the SDL2 library, which is a a, a C a C plus plus cross platform library that works on a lot of lot of different platforms. So um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of interesting. So it looks like they've built that from the ground up. Well, good for them. It, it, as I say, the uh, the pictures look very nice. Uh, but I can't see any games that have actually been built with it to, to give it a download and have a play. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's fairly new. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, hopefully the screenshots aren't bull shots. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, um, <Or> photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but they, I suppose they have to start somewhere. Um, and... If, if they're stable enough, given enough time, people, give, game devs will gravitate towards it because the, the whole built-in IDE, uh, sorry, editor type stuff um, is something that, you know, a lot of game devs want because they want to be able to prototype stuff really quickly. But Yeah, and it looks like it's open source as well, so that's pretty cool. I know what, I know what's happened here now. Uh, Paradox, this is the old pa this Paradox engine. You've heard of the Paradox engine, haven't you? Oh, I've heard Don't of Paradox, yeah. Is Paradox, this, so yeah, this is Paradox. It? Yeah, they renamed it. This is Paradox. Oh, this is Paradox. <laughs> if you have installed or used Paradox yes. in any manner, SS will... Yeah, if you read the... Uh, well, where are we? If we it's the uh, full licensing agreement and privacy policy. If you if you can be bothered to read that that document, it does actually say Paradox instead of... Ah, okay. Senko. So, so what's the history go. with Paradox? Good question. <laughs> Total silence. <laughs> Total silence. Is that is that is that a political question? No, it's it, it means we've heard of it, but we don't know anything about it. 
Ah, okay. So when you were both like, oh, this is Paradox, what you both meant was, oh, this is Paradox, but we know nothing. No, yes. that we've heard of it. We've heard of it. And we know that it's written in C Sharp, but that's... And now we know that it uses SDL2 under the hood. <laughs> so <laughs> Learning something exactly. new. So, uh, Learning something oh, new. Oh, wonderful. So even the experts aren't experts. Yeah, well, you know, we all have to learn at some point. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I, I am a terrible gamer. I, I'm even worse when it comes to trying to develop them. Um, I can't even get in the mindset of a gamer. Uh, I like playing GTA 5. That's quite fun. But even then, I just go around racing. Um, so probably better off buying a racing so game. It's, 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 so yeah, <laughs> under the hood, um, just looking at the Sharp DX page, um, Paradox used Sharp DX at some point. Um, so, uh, so it uses... Sharp DX to target all the Windows platforms and then OpenGL for, you know, whether it be ES or full OpenGL for the likes of Mac, Linux and Android and iOS. So thank you, uh, Dean and Dominic, for joining us on the podcast and, and teaching me a little bit about the, the gaming world and hopefully distilling some of your wisdom onto the listeners about the state of all the game engines and what technologies they can use. Um, so I just want to say to the listeners that if you have got an app or a game that's been built with XNA and you want to get a free Xamarin license for both iOS and Android with Visual Studio support, I mean, that's a really cool thing is that this isn't just you know indie license or indie game developers. This is the free community supported version of the business license. Uh, for indie game developers all you have to do is put your game uh, your your xna game uh, onto the apple app store google play store onto steam or onto one of the windows stores or even the playstation store if you're feeling really adventurous um so i think this is open till the 31st of december so you've got a little bit of time now before you need to uh you need to get these games in and show us that you've done that, uh, and then you get your free license. Um, so, guys, if they want to contact you and ask any questions, how can they do that? Um, well, um, my Twitter handle is uh, Soft Savage, um, so that's probably the easiest easiest way. Perfect. And, and uh, Dean, my my Twitter is uh, Inf Space Studios. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll make sure to put some show notes in so that people not can quite just, as easy. That's, yeah, they can click on a link. That's space the word, not space the space bar. Uh, not space, as is a spa- yeah, space. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> Inf Space Studios. Yeah, yeah you, you've made a pretty. I mean, if if it's if it's mono game related, then uh, there's the at mono game team uh, Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay. And there's monogame.net. There's a community channel on there. So you know, feel feel free to ask questions and stuff. Or contact us directly. Perfect. Which would be fine. Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on to the podcast. And uh, I hope you guys have a, a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Likewise. Thanks for having me, uh, thank Mike. You. Thanks for having us. Thanks.